Yes, what is cracking, y'all? Welcome to The Chosen Ones. I'm your host, Joseph Richard Powell. I will be interviewing incredible human beings who are making an impact, living a life they love, and are hella good at what they do. From base camp to the peak of success, we are closing the gap between life barely lived to life on fire. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I have an incredible guest. I say this every time we were just getting to know each other briefly before we started this episode. Uh, Her name is Ashley Wiles. And the reason I wanted to invite Ashley onto this podcast is I came across something by the name of Soul Girls, which had piqued my interest, uh, as a lot of listeners know, and as Ashley, you'll get to know me, I'm quite interested in working with youth and volunteering with youth as well. And when I saw what you were up to, I thought, what a great idea to ask you to join me on the podcast. And you said yes, which is fantastic. So I have done my research to learn about what Soul Girls is to the best of my ability and just kind of researching you a little bit on social media. But I don't want to try to describe it here and totally butcher it. So I'll let you, if you want to do, just to introduce yourself and just let us know what Soul Girls is. You are the creator. You're the founder of this incredible idea. And yeah, just happy to learn as much about it as possible. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm excited to be here. Um, so Soul Girls is is kind of my brainchild, my baby. Um, it's a movement of movement. Uh, it started in 2013, shortly after Amanda Todd died by suicide. And I think you're based in Vancouver, right? Yes. Yeah. For those of us who remember Amanda Todd, um, that was really shocking to society. This is when we really started to become aware that cyberbullying was a thing that bullying is really real. Pink shirt days started to happen. Um, and these conversations really started to become really more profound. Um, in my own personal journey, I was, uh, in a relationship that was really not good. And I was struggling to understand how somebody that I, you know, was confident and smart had gotten into a situation that was really challenging to deal with. And, uh, when I learned about Amanda Todd, it shocked me because I I realized that I wasn't alone and that there was other people in the world, especially girls and especially young girls who were dealing with bullying and, and it came in all sorts of forms. And I got super curious on, you know, how does this start? What happens when um, we get to that point and, and how do we, how do we figure it out (laughs) so that we don't end up, you know, in really, really bad situations, which happens to way too many girls and boys for that matter. But my focus was really on girls, preteen girls. So ages eight to 12 was my focus. Primarily now Soul Girls runs for girls five to 12. And then we have mentorship programs and coach programs for older women and girls. Um, but the, the idea was to, to really think about physical activity as a solution as opposed to a punishment and bring running and make running fun again <laughs> and, and use physical activity as a positive tool for mental health. So thinking about how we can use goals, mentorship, physical activity, um, connection, friendships, and bring that all those things together to help girls like know that they're empowered and help those around them to, to have positive, healthy habits and, and hopefully never end up in a, in a really bad situation, knowing that you have a community and, and tools. Huh. That's, yeah, it's a very interesting. And I just want to touch on something you said about how 
there's a common theme that I notice with with guests who I have on here who are making an impact and making the world a better place. And a lot a lot of them have that same question of how did this start? You know, kind of like wanting that proactive approach of what can we do to go back and start things off on the right foot. And when you said that, I just thought, hi, I'm tending to, I'm learning a lot about, you know, the people on this podcast and what these common themes are. And that's definitely one of them of what can we do to to create change and let's go to the beginning and, and see. Yeah. So often like in, as adults, we just like gloss over things, you know, push it aside, pack it down, um, get over it. Right. And, um, and it's actually, it's way too common, right? Because at the, in the end, at some point we come to a situation where we're like feeling bad, feeling guilty, you know, having all of these emotions that we don't know how to deal with and, you know, broken relationships and unmet expectations. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, where, how did I get here? Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's really powerful to have those conversations and, and really dig, dig into, you know, where did it start? How did we get here? And be willing, because that's a huge piece of it too. be willing to do the work to fix it or to make amends. I was just talking about this on, on an episode yesterday about how we kind of, how I was saying how we, we start to age but we don't ever actually really feel, I mean, I should just speak from my own personal experience, but I don't really feel like an adult. You know, I still feel like that five-year-old kid who gets his feelings hurt, who has an ego, who gets grumpy. You know, I think something that we think when we're when we're little is that we're going to grow up and we change and we become this mature adult without doing the work. But with that comes a lot of things that we bring with us in our childhood that we never really heal, especially from the ages of you know, seven and and under, and we bring a lot of that stuff with us as we age and we, you know, harden up, get over it. Like you're saying, you know, we don't really give it the attention it deserves, but I just want to say for the listeners to clarify. So soul girls is actually spelled S O L E. And I was researching it and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like what you're, what you've done, which is an incredible idea is, kind of merge two worlds together in the sense of creating community for for these girls, um, having these programs, focusing on these life skills, and adding the element of physical exercise and running into the mix, and or even using that as kind of the base to bring these people together. Is that kind of how it, like the idea behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So Soul Girls, um, S-O-L-E, stands for like the bottom of your foot. So the idea is to use running as a tool. And of course, it's a play on words because we're dealing with our, what why, what I call <laughs> our inner awesome, which is our, you know, our soul or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and also the idea that you're often like alone, you know, like we spend so much time in our heads. So, you know, um, being alone and, and figuring out the stuff, but Um, really knowing that you're not alone because you've got all these friends and people around you. So there's lots Mm -hmm. of layers there. I mean, I think when I started it, I don't know if they, I don't know that there was really that many layers, but the more I I dig in, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a good one too. (laughs) Oh, for, for sure. And that's the beauty of creating something. I'm, I'm a consider myself a creator as well. And that's the joy of it, of finding these, you know, it it can be whatever you want it to be. And clearly it's working for you because it's making quite the movement. And I've done a lot of youth programs in the past. I've created youth programs and I've just taught youth programs here in in the lower mainland as well with, I did the boys for real program, which was helping grade seven students to transition into high school. 
and I've, I've worked with high school students, both, both boys and girls. And I've been a part of a lot of questionnaires that we do with the students, you know, in terms of what would you like to learn about? What's the biggest struggle that you're facing? And the one thing that blew away all other things by far, or the things that students wanted to learn the most about was confidence. And I never knew that until I got into youth coaching that that how, I mean, even I coach adults and, and that's still a very common thing. I have clients as we speak who that's our main area of focus. I consider myself a confident person. I like part of my personality, but there, I want to talk about some reasons where that came from, but it really was an eye opener for me that there were so many youth that this was the thing that they really wanted to focus on. And I think for me, to become a, a confident person and people who know me who are listening to this, the number one most important thing to me in my life and my mental health is exercise. There's nothing that is healthier for me than like starting my day, going to the gym, whatever that looks like. There's just something I've made so many relations in the past to life ideas and concepts that relate to exercising and how what you learn from exercising and the tools that you gain from exercising, how they help us on a personal level. Like it, it's like going to the gym. It's not about becoming st you're physically stronger for me. It's about the mental health aspect a hundred percent. And so I think you really, when I found out what you were doing, it really did struck a chord with me because I'm also a huge advocate in focusing on things like exercise and movement shifting our state to better ourselves and building confidence. So I think when I saw that you were doing that, that really struck a chord with me because I truly do believe that's the best way for us to become confident in, in ourselves and, you know, to work a little bit harder when we're pushing ourselves and we're learning like failure is growth. And there's so many things that we can learn from exercise. So I just, when I saw that, it was really interesting to me because I think that's a great it's really an incredible thing that you did, how you merge these things together. And when I work with someone, if I'm coaching someone and it's specifically a mental aspect that we're focusing on, if it's mindset coaching or there's always mindset included, I always add in an element of a physical lifestyle routine, whether that's we get up early and we go for a walk, whether if, you know, depending on, on the client, if they want to go to the gym, of course, I don't. I don't push that, but something to do with changing the way that we're living our lives if we want to create change in our lives. And that can be as simple as getting up on a schedule and going for a walk in the morning. That's mm -hmm. how important it is to me that even if someone thinks they come to me for coaching and we're only, it's like talk therapy, it's like we're also moving because we have to shift our state. We have to get our juices flowing. And in that creates beautiful things that create change and confidence and all of these things that you're promoting as well. So yeah. Yeah. I think you, you've nailed a couple of things. And, um, one is goals, right? Like having a goal or something that you're working towards. Um, I, I don't love the word exercise, um, just because I think it relates a lot to weight loss and we have a lot of stigma around, you know, what exercise should look like, um, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just moving your body and, and doing what feels good. So I think around the running, we have the same thing where, you know, if I said to a client, like, go for a run, they'd be like, oh, I don't run. And often <laughs> kids come to me, you know, parents call me up before they join the program. Like, my daughter, like, your program looks really great, but my daughter doesn't run. You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let her come and you'll see that we don't really run. 
you know, typically like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make you do five, 10 kilometers or run for 10 minutes and not stop. It's, it's succession. So like, you know, we start with like hopping, skipping, jumping, running, walking, high-fiving, I guess not high-fiving right now, but you know, like these really simple actions of moving your body and enjoying the movement of your body and knowing that your body moves. Like you look at kids in the playground, they're running all the time, but then they're like, Oh, I don't want to run. I don't want to do PE. Right. There's this like stigma Mm -hmm. around, you know, exercise. Um, the, the second thing I think you're, you're talking about is routine. Right. So getting into like, this is like classic therapy is like having routines that you can stick to. And, mm-hmm. um, and so many of us, um, you know, when we're kids, we have routines because our parents set up routines for us. Um, and, and when we're adults, we kind of freak out and we're like, uh, how do I set up routines? Like nobody ever, you know, nobody ever taught me how to set up routines by myself. Like I have to force myself to go to the gym or to go to get up in the morning and do X, Y, and Z. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it's kind of the beauty of it is it really does. It helps us so much to have those and uh, yeah. And helping kids learn those, those two things is, is really, really cool and important. Yeah. The messaging is, is very important for sure. How we kind of get what we're promoting, how we get it across for people to want to, you know, kind of do it in, in an enjoyable way for sure. And recently I just did a video about how kind of what I've learned about myself is my default self is not a very healthy person. <laughs> you know, I, I like if I kind of, and I, especially during this quarantine and pandemic over the last year, there's, you know, I've been in a slump a few times and, and last year for a few months. And what I learned about myself, and I've known this for a long time, and that's why routine is so important. It's some people will say, oh, you're so motivated. You get up at 5 a.m. and, you know, you do all these things. It's like, I don't, like, I'm a night owl. I do not enjoy getting up early, but... And a lot of the process, I feel great now because I've done a few things this morning already, but I don't like enjoy getting up if like every day is a struggle, but I know that that's kind of what I need to do because if I go to bed when I feel like going to bed, if I just eat whatever I feel like eating, I become a very unhappy person. I don't get like, I don't get good sleep. My mind isn't healthy. So really for me is learning that I need this routine for my own health. And, you know, it's kind of like just tending our garden on an, on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And it, and it's knowing that like health isn't just one thing. Like it's not just exercise. Health is like this super wide picture. It's, and the thing you mentioned, it's, you know, sleep health, it's routine, it's movement, it's mental health, and they all go together. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's what we really try and teach kids is like healthy doesn't mean skinny. And mm-hmm. particularly girls, we have this idea, especially when I was growing up, that you had to you had to look a certain way and that was considered healthy. And it, even my parents, like, it, you know, they have tons of stigma around like what my, what my body should look like um, in order to like be perceived as healthy. Mm-hmm. But I, I really go against that because I know plenty of healthy people that don't look like me. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's really important to make sure that we have that full picture um, and knowing that health can look like a lot of different things. And it, it's really, um, you know, it's lots of different boxes. Mm-hmm. And you're, yes, I think some of the things that I was learning about you is you've done some pretty intense things, haven't you, in your own journey? Like just with, I think, like marathons that you've that you've done in the past and things of that sort? Uh, yeah, I've done three Ironmans. Um, Whoa. And I don't even know how many half Ironmans at this point, maybe eight or something. 
Um, yeah, I got into triathlon around the time that I started Soul Girls, um, maybe just before. And um, yeah, triathlon and, and Ironman, especially, it's a journey, right? It really teaches you a lot about your body and about failure and about goals and routines. And, you know, it, it's almost like it's something that scares you so much. You're like, this is so massive. How the heck am I going to exercise, you know, mm-hmm. for or do sport for 12 to 14 hours? Without yeah, stopping. I imagine. <laughs> like, it's insane. <laughs> Who yeah. does that? And you know what? I really chose that sport because I wanted to do something really hard. I wanted to do the hardest thing that I could think of. And that was it. And at the time, uh, Iron Man was in Whistler. And now it's it's in Penticton where I live. So I'm, I don't know if I'm following Iron Man or it's following me. But um, <laughs> I, I just built such a great community of, of people there and really learned that, like, I can do hard things. And it just takes all of your mental space to commit to a goal that's so big. I'm sure, you know, like starting a business is the same thing, committing to really like committing to a goal and knowing that your entire like financial livelihood is based on your job that you're creating. And it's the same with a sport that's that big when you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And for the next eight to 10 months, I'm going to train to do this. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really overwhelming and exciting and fun and terrifying and um yeah and and what what comes like I've done nothing even close to anything like that like what comes out of the other side of that like when you finish something like that who does that turn you into as a human being like I could just imagine but I'd love to hear from someone who's been through it um the blues to be honest um (laughs) which is probably not what you're expecting to hear yeah no no, definitely not. Yeah. So like when you accomplish a goal, like when you get to the finish line, it's kind of like, well, what's next? You know, I did this hard mm-hmm. thing. What do I do next? Um, so I, I did two more. Um, <laughs> um, I went to world championships for the half Ironman. I think this like that part of my journey is over. And now I try and do like something that I think is hard every year, not quite as intense as Ironman because that buildup really is takes an impact on your mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the goal, I don't don't think is to have, you know, is to come down from those blues so much as like continue with like healthy habits and daily routines that feel good for your body. So I'm totally into like doing hard things, but also know that like after that hard thing is done, life goes on and we have to set up goals and routines and, you know, friendships and community that isn't just part of that hard thing but it's, you know, going to cover your entire life mm-hmm. and, and support you in that. And that's what you hear, like sometimes with sports trophies where you train or like with sometimes with fighters and all these different things where you train so hard for something. And once you get it, even if you win it, you're kind of like, well, now what's next? So I wasn't expecting that answer, but at the same time, I, it, it does make sense. Is there an element of confidence that that ties into that as well in the sense of like can you say from your experience that by doing these things it is drastically increasing your comp I mean you come off as a very confident person is there something that is owed to that from doing these types of things I'm just trying to to merge together how like the level of of training like this because like I said I'm a big advocate in thinking that working out and training does build confidence, but for the things that you've done, I wonder if you notice that relation as well. Yeah. So I think that confidence is built through those routines and through like daily practice 
And, you know, you don't go out one day. Most, I mean, most people, 99% of people are not going to go out tomorrow and do an Ironman. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there might be that one in a million person that might be able to, but the confidence is built in the journey. So, you know, day in and day out and showing up for yourself because the event is, is hard, of course, but so is all of the other days building up to it. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, every day you're doing something harder and harder and harder until you get to, you know, the moment where you do the hardest thing. But like, I'll be totally honest with you. There was days where like, you're like WTF. I don't, I can't do this. <laughs> like, and those, you have these little, these failures, right. Where you're like, I'm not doing my workout. I had a coach, right. So I'm like, I'm not be able to do these workouts. You know, my, um, I'm struggling with this. I, you know, I can't show up today or I'm, you know, I was starting my business at the same time. So I like had these two parallel, like really hard things happening. My coach was like, okay, show up at six o'clock. I'm like, I work at six o'clock. I can't, you know, I can't do that. Or, you know, you get your workout and it's like, you know, this bike ride and this run and, and you just, you just can't, you can't meet the numbers. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, reach the goals that are set forward for you. And, and that's hard. It's hard and it's, it feels like a failure. Um, and I think that's where confidence grows because you, you fail and then you get up the next day and you do it again, or you do, you know, uh, you want right. to the next workout and you show up again and you show up again. And if you looked back, you'd be like, Oh, well last month, you know, I couldn't do this. And this month I can, and mm-hmm. you notice that you're growing. Right. And I think confidence, you know, this is just in sport, of course, but, and I think it applies to any sport, not just triathlon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's also in business, right? You fail so many times you try Mm -hmm. something and it doesn't work. You try something else. It doesn't work or it doesn't work as well as you think it should. And, Mm -hmm. or somebody says no, when you have this great idea and it's like so frustrating and then you show up the next day and you try something different and you do it a different way. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, somebody says yes. Or somebody says you can like, cool. I don't know how I, I, but I believe in you. Right. And then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to believe in yourself. So that's kind of a long winded answer, but I think, <laughs> no, it's no, it, it's great because there's, I found something in there, which I wasn't even thinking about, but something that I've kind of used in the past to help people because confidence is such a, people say, I want to be more confident. I get that answer a lot. I want to be more confident. I say, okay, sure. More confident at what, you know, like, is it talking to people? Is it public speaking? Is it, uh, cold calling, like what is it, or is it just something in your personal life that you want? To, like, what is it specifically? And then they might say, they just give an example. And for me, public speaking is a big one. I'm a very confident person, but I'm terrified of public speaking. And you're doing a great job. This is for some reason this is different, like with the Zoom calls. But if I go on a stage, which I have done, not a huge stage, but it's a whole. It's like okay, I feel the build up and and everything. But with with some people they'll say, you know, I want to be more confident in, in talking to people for, or for, for example, or let's say just public speaking as an example. And I'll say, okay. And they've, and it turns out that they've never done it before. And I say, well, in the most honest way possible, we can't necessarily expect to be confident at something that we haven't done a few times and that we've gotten good at doing. So a message that I got from what you said is it's in the failures as well. And I think we really need to appreciate those because we have to not be good at something a few times when we start it to gain the confidence to become good at it. So kind of like, I don't necessarily think we should expect to be, to just be confident. It's like a muscle that we need to to work on where 
I will say to some people, of course, you shouldn't be confident at public speaking if you've never spoken in front of people publicly. But for me, with my fear of public speaking, I go to Toastmasters and I'm still scared of it, but not, I'm, I'm much more confident about it than I once was. So I think it really is just exactly like you're saying, it's this thing that we, it's the, the successes and the failures together, which is a really important message for people in, in wanting to be more confident in any type of area. And another thing that I think you kind of touched on, which I believe in in my own life is discipline. So when you do these daily routines and you do these habits, like for me getting up at 5 a.m., there's a lot of discipline in that. And it mean like to get up early mean because sleep is very important to me. It means going to bed at the right time, which means I eat dinner at the right time, which means I stop working at a certain time to turn my brain off. And it's all these things. And then when I get up at 5 a.m., knowing that I had that discipline to do it when I didn't want to do it, it really helped create that confidence as well. So, so yeah, a lot of great points, I think, for people who, and I think a lot of us experience wanting to be more confident in some area of our life. I want to ask you this. We were talking briefly before, and you have the digital media, uh, co-owner of the digital media company as well. You're passionate about working with youth. You've created this incredible soul girls. I know you mentioned you, you touched briefly on Amanda Todd at the start, but what created this human being that you are to have so much passion to travel this path of, of not just with soul girls, but with the digital marketing agency and giving back and helping people like, where did that all come from? Yeah. Yeah. Our media company is called live feisty media. Live feisty. Okay. Yeah, Live Feisty Media. And yeah, it was actually built out of my triathlon stuff too. We, we originally just started with um, the Iron Women podcast, which is now we, I think we have five or six podcasts that we run every week. Oh, wow. And we do, um, yeah, digital media marketing. So we run online courses and memberships and it's it's really around like female endurance sport. And uh, one, one thing I just wanted to add to what you said that I, that I love is yes, discipline and also accountability. And to answer your question, I think that just in in terms of like to kind of bring those two things together, I think another reason to like that confidence is built or the reason why you can have discipline is because you have some sort of a reason or like a purpose, if you will. That's like the magic words. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't do it just because somebody says do it. You know, there has to be some reason why you're doing it and it has to mean something to you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Some things are routines, like you get up, you drink your water, you brush your teeth, whatever, like you go to bed. Um, But like showing up and doing hard things requires like a little bit something deeper. Um, And I know in Ironman, like a lot of people, it can be ego, you know, that can be enough too. (laughs) just be like, oh, I want to do this hard thing. You know, that can, that can drive you, whatever is your floats, your boat, you know, for other people, they do it for charity, you know, they do it to like, you know, for, for me, it was to prove something to myself that I could do hard things and that I was stronger than I was giving myself credit for. And it was also for Amanda Todd. I mean, that's really why soul girls, you know, keeps on going for so long is because of, of her. And because like that feeling um, that I had when I originally started, that feeling was so strong and I had so much self work to do on myself. And I, I was talking to uh, one of my girlfriends who ended up being a soul girls coach for quite a long time yesterday. And she was like, you know, I think soul girls saved us, you know, and and us as adults, you know, like Mm -hmm. we needed soul girls. We needed this community. We needed to build each other up, you know, with these conversations about values and, you know, integrity and, 
you know, what it means to be a good friend. Like so many of us don't know what that is. Um, not mm-hmm. when we're eight, not when we're 20, not when we're 30, you know, and we're, we like keep on trying to find the right thing, you know, but it's, it is really hard and it's really magic also to be able to find the right thing when you're dialed in to like what you're willing to accept and what you're not, you know, what those boundaries are, you know, between what's acceptable and what's not and who am I, mm-hmm. who am I not? And I think that's really important to understand. So like, who am I today? Who's, who's this human? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, what drives me today? You know, I've, Soul Girls is, is still running. We're doing a workshop um, for girl guides this afternoon, I think, in Vancouver. And and I love seeing like other coaches, other young women, like step into that role of leadership. Um, mm-hmm. um, and often they had come through being a soul tier. So they like joined us when they were teenagers and like did the curriculum as like a mentor. And then they decided they wanted to continue as a coach and, you know, get paid for working and and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that, so it's been this like really cool journey. And some of my soul girls started when they were like eight and now they're, what are we like nine, 10 years later nearly. So they're going off. Yeah. They're going to like university or they're filling out college applications and that's crazy. I'm like, wow. You know, and And you've, you've definitely had a major impact on the trajectory of their life and like just to, or empowering them to kind of take that path because at that age, a lot of us didn't have and don't have that direction and that positive support network. So, you know, for that many years for, you know, I, I give credit to them for wanting to be there and stick through it and do the work for that many years and having that fire to do it. But what an incredible platform for you to have for people to come on and and just to use. Like it's it's really, it really is. I have to ask you this because you mentioned the word purpose and that's like my word you mentioned the timing and, and do you remember a defining moment in yourself when you were like, okay, this is it. Like, this is what I'm here to do. This is my passion or, or just kind of happened. Like, is there any defining moment? Some people have them, some don't where it was just like, this is it. The light bulb goes off. This is what I'm here to do. Did you have that experience? I have those experiences all the time. Um. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm not weird. I'm the only person that has them all the time, but yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I could name like a handful of them off the top of my head. I mean, seeing Amanda Todd's video, I think was maybe the first light bulb moment, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like this, this part of my life. Uh, every time we do an event with soul girls, every time a girl comes up to me and says, you know, they're like, you know, I did this hard thing or thank you so much. Or, you know, she completes her 5k. So in soul girls, they work towards a five kilometer fun run. And oh, awesome! Uh, and so there is that goal element, right? So we come every mm-hmm. week and we talk about a topic and then at the end they're like, we run a hop, skip, jump, and then they train for this 5k in a really super fun way. So they accomplish this goal at the end and they bring their parents and it's super fun. And there's like obstacles and high fives and it's just, it's a blast. It's not like it's not something hard. It is hard, but it's it's not mm-hmm. something that we make to be like too hard. It's it's incredible. And there's so many things happening under the surface. You're offering this fun experience of getting together, building a community, working towards achieving this common goal. But there's so many lessons in there about setting a goal, the feeling of accomplishing a goal, the hard work it takes, the importance of community. Like there's so many 
it's such an incredible way to get all of those things across as opposed to sitting in a classroom and being like, today we're talking about discipline or exercise, right? It's finding a way working with youth. The most important thing that I've learned is finding a, a way to connect with them. And I think I'm good at it because I connect well with youth. And you really figure that out because if they don't take the message in and they're not having fun and enjoying it, it's never going to work. And you've really nailed that on the head. Like you've really figured that out. I know you have to get going here and I know how busy you are. I want to just ask you one more question that I want to give you a chance to let people know where to find you. Um, and then, and then we'll, we'll wrap up here. Normally I ask people to share a piece of advice about if they might be in the journey starting their journey where you once were. But I actually want to change my question with you today about confidence because it's such an important topic for so many people. What is your advice for someone who wants to be, and we've touched on a few in this in this conversation, but what is your advice for someone who wants to be more confident? Wow, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> um, I'd say, you know, surround yourself with what you want to be. So like you mentioned, if you want to public speak, find people who do public speaking who are learning to public speak, watch YouTube videos, like in, like really dive into, you know, what that ideal confidence looks like to you. Cause I think confidence can look like anything to anybody mm -hmm. and find a community or find the resources that, you know, have what it is that you want and, and dive in, um, you know, whether that's mm -hmm. books, videos, you know, people, groups, um, you can, you can find it. So like somebody's out there that's like doing the work friends, mm -hmm. you know, conversations you're having, it's a journey, right? So you're going to start mm -hmm. from wherever you are and you're going to learn and be willing to learn that willingness mm -hmm. is huge. So, you know, going into something with a huge ego and like, or, or the opposite, like, Oh, I'm never going to learn, or I'm never going to be this good. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that willingness and rate yourself, you know, what is my willingness level today? Is my willingness level, you know, a 10 out of 10, I'm totally willing to like give up all my bad habits or give up all of, you know, whatever's not helping me on this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, or am I like a, you know, one out of 10 where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure that I actually want to give up anything. I just kind of want to add this to my bucket. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think that is an honest conversation you have to have with yourself because confidence really is just a journey and growth. And, and understanding that you know, probably something is going to have to give somewhere. That's even a better question I should ask. What is confidence? And that's the exact answer of we can't just expect tomorrow to be confident. It's a, it's a journey. And we just have to build in those daily habits. And life is just one day at a time and these daily habits that we're living by. So that's a, it's a great answer. How can people find you? And let us know if there's any programs you're offering, how we can get involved, if they, how we can connect with you. Give us all that good stuff, and then I'll let you off the hook here. Oh, man, you can pretty much find me anywhere. I'm, I'm all over the, the onlines of everything. If you're interested in Soul Girls, it's uh, S-O-L-E, soulgirls.org. That's the website, or soul underscore girls on socials, mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm personally Eva Runs, E-V-A, R-U-N-S on, on social, um, live feisty media is at live feisty media or livefeisty.com. Yeah. Uh, we have a big summit coming up. So for anybody who's interested in female athlete performance, um, that's coming up at the end of this month. And that's talking about everything from mental health to hormones for female athletes and an athlete is anybody who does exercise on purpose and, uh, or even coaches, girls or women, because the conversation is, is always bigger than, you know, just girls for girls or women for women. It's really about understanding that female physiology is different from male physiology. And if, 
you know, we want to really be confident in our bodies. We have to treat our bodies like how they are and where we're starting from. So yeah, you can find me all over the place. I'd love to connect. I love hearing from new people and having great conversations. So yeah, thanks so much for having me, Joe. Yeah, awesome. That's I say the same thing. I love connecting with people, like-minded people for sure. So awesome. Thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. And yeah, we can come and learn more about the whole program and everything you're doing. Thank you so much for everything that you do in the world and for supporting youth. It's a very incredible thing and keep doing it and uh, you rock. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Chosen Ones. If you did, if you could leave me a five-star review, it would mean the world to me. I know life is busy, so I truly appreciate you taking the time. Please also feel free to subscribe and share. You can learn more about me at mastersoflifesociety.com, where you can also find The Chosen Ones book and podcast, as well as on my YouTube channel, Masters of Life Society, where you can find the videos of these episodes as well as my social media shorts. And you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram, at Joseph Richard Powell. Thank you so much for your support. I love y'all.